Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. What's going on? I'm Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster, and this is Viewers Anonymous, man. How we feeling today, man? Man, this is um it's a marvelous day, man. You know what I'm saying? Just getting off work. I don't have to go back in tomorrow, so I get to relax. You know what I'm saying? It's football season. So I get to sit back, drink beer, and watch football. <laughs> But, you know what I'm saying, it's always great because I get the pod, too, you know what I'm saying? So I got the uh, I got my list ready, you know what I'm saying? I, I've been watching trailers all week, and I've been, I, I've been seeing some hot ones, but I think I think this list is, is pretty good. I think I got a pretty good list for the people. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. And, like, we're doing something a little different this time, but before we get into it, man, like, I was thinking about something the other night, and I was like, man, mm-hmm. I, I, wanna, I was like, I want to run this by Scoops, man, but I was like, you know what I'm saying? I want to do it live on there so the people would know. Because, like, we never really gave, like, a back – like, as far as this podcast, we never gave, like, a background of, right. like, pretty much how we got together doing this type of shit. And it was, right. like uh, – it was one of the the blessings of social media. Like, you know, for the yes. people that don't know, we pretty much met on Instagram, like, started following each other, messages here and there, you know – started going on each other's podcast and then and then it was so crazy that you you came up to me with it when I was already thinking about it but it was like I was kind of not afraid but it was like I was kind of hesitant to like even be like yo you trying to do like a joint venture you know put something together yeah. but you brought it to me and I was like oh shit so he said it to me so that means he really down with this shit because I was thinking yeah. about it early on but well because the thing about like podcasting is we talk about this all the time. It's like, it's a passion that you have to have for it. And yeah. there, there isn't a lot of people around me that have that kind of passion to want to do this type stuff. And I have all of these ideas like in my head of like things it's ideas. And it's also, there's a lot of things that I have a lot of stuff to say about. And it's like, I'm able to express a lot of that with you when it comes to this Viewers Anonymous podcast. And I just want to say I appreciate you, man. I appreciate, you know. Man, you listen, I, I appreciate you too, bro, because you know what I'm saying? We, I was um, trying to think. I think I was in Maine on my work trip, and I was um, I was sitting down, and I was just, you know, you had a, that moment where you just, you know, your brain is moving, and you know what I'm saying? It was the weekend, and it was just ideas shooting. I was drinking some Gentleman Jack Daniels. You know what I'm saying? Sitting there at the little, <laughs> sitting at the table relaxing. And then, you know what I'm saying? It just hit me. I'm like, yo, I should, you know what I'm saying? I should really think about doing a pod with you. Because at the time, I think, um, excuse me, while I was up there, I had did, uh, shout out to uh, my homegirl, It's Chris on Twitter, um, from the Shenanigans with Friends podcast. But I had just did her podcast. I was uh, guest hosting on her podcast. And, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, we, we go back and forth on each other's podcasts. You know what I'm saying? You even was down here, in uh, well, up here in Ohio. You know what I'm saying? You came through and, and sat down with me again on Already Home. 
And I'm like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just needed that enthusiasm because, you know what I'm saying, I was going through a, a rough patch with already home with, you know what I'm saying, the scheduling and the timing and all that stuff. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying, I want to be able to keep that creative, you know what I'm saying, those creative juices flowing. And, you know what I'm saying, no matter what, at any time I needed you, you was always hitting me up, you know what I'm saying, you was hitting me. Matter of fact, I think you start hitting me first um, when you was listening to the pod and you would text me and you would be like giving me small critiques about the pod and you'll be giving me like great feedback on it. And then I started doing the same back too. And then next thing you know, like we just had that synergy, man. And I was like, yeah, I think we should definitely start a podcast together. And then I hit you up. You was like, shit, let's do it. I was like, yes. And hey, but I was, I was, <laughs> hell yeah, but, and it's like, man, and that's the great thing about like networking and, 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 also like social media because this shit wouldn't happen without social media but it's just so crazy how yeah. i guess i revealed this shit so like basically i i ended up going to ohio because i was talking to this girl that was in ohio it's like somebody that i went to college with like we kind of reconnected and like she stayed there because she was in the military and all this type of stuff so i ended mm -hmm. up going up there to spend some time with her and it was like you know i asked you where you were and then like dude i look up Yes, you 15 minutes. I'm like, yo, <laughs> this ain't God. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, right really, by, like, this dude right is literally base, 15 man. minutes. Right by the and I was like, right wow. Patterson Air Force Base. I was like, yo, this is wild, yo. It was like this dude that I met on social media. We both doing these podcasts together. And then I just happened to be in Ohio and you 15 minutes down the road. Ohio's not a yep. small state. So, no. you know, for that to happen like that. Yeah, for that to happen like that, I, I just wanted to share that with the people, man, if the people didn't know the background. So we have met once, but, yeah. you know, yeah. but anyway, man, we uh we doing something different this time. We haven't done this before. Yes, uh, usually we, we pick a movie, whether it's a classic, whether it's a, a new movie, up and coming movie. Well, now we're doing up and coming movies and we put together mm -hmm. a, five, uh, a list of five and a sleeper. And... Yep. um. I go ahead and kick it off, man. Like I'm not gonna okay. go like deep, deep into it. Um, but we have mentioned it before. Uh, my sleeper is if it, if it get good, if it get good, please go into it. Please okay. go into it because well, you never yeah. know. You never know. Yeah, you never know, but you can't get too, too deep as far as <laughs> because it's yeah. well, I mean, it is a trailer, so it's like right, you know. But the movie that I'm gonna mention is Wonder Woman, 1984. Um, okay. I think that the first one was, um, it was really good. I think DC did a really good job with Wonder Woman. Like I said, we mentioned this on the last pod. Um, yep. We were talking about DC and we got into Wonder Woman and it actually being one of the really good ones that DC was able to come out with. And I'm just, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it because I like the drift of what they're doing by keeping it um, not present because right. I think that Wonder Woman, I don't think they're ready to, to make it a modern story yet. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, she would like, be I, horrible in 2020. Well, if you think about it, she was because she was in uh, the Justice League. No, Not I mean, Justice like, League, but yeah. No, you're right. Justice yeah, League. Justice League. And like, she would be a super feminist. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying there. But so I, I think it's really good for them to go back as far as they did there and then taking it to, well, 1984 and then, you know, yeah. bringing Chris Pine back 
because this is the thing you can't bring him back if if it's modern day and i right. think that's one of the reasons why they kept it in the past to bring him back because he does bring something to that film like not yes. that she can't carry a film by herself but chris pine ain't no ain't no slouch you know what i'm saying he, he's yeah. a really good actor and um I, I'm I'm just I'm just looking forward to seeing it, man. I think um, because I, I seen the trailer as well, man. And I think one interesting thing on there is uh, he he didn't age, so I'm interested <laughs> in seeing how that play out. Because because you know you we we already seen the Captain America story. You know he went into mm-hmm. the glacier, but he 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 had a super serum. Chris Pine's character don't got no serum. He was supposedly blew up on the on the plane last time we seen uh what was it, the first one in the water. So in the uh I I don't know if it's a flashback, you know what I'm saying? Who knows? We we don't know. It's is this is all based off a trailer, but I just know that when I seen him in the trailer, his character didn't age. So I'm very interested to see how they uh how they put that into the movie. And that's super dope. Now unless they did some shit like it seems like the drift that I was getting, like the place that she was from, it was like they was like born with like these abilities or whatever. So I yeah. don't know if it's something like something like Black Panther, where it's like you know they put in you know that stuff in them. Oh, no, no, maybe no, no. they did. No, they um okay. So where they are, uh, I forgot what the place is called, but they technically supposed to be Amazons. And they are supposed to be um, like demigods. So you don't think that they got something there that could enhance him? Maybe not enhance him, but probably bring him back to life. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I'm just, that's all I really got on that one. It's just, I I think that it's good to, I love when, when you bring a movie back and you have and you're able to bring back the same characters and not have to yeah. replace them with somebody else. So, looking forward. Yeah, to that's it. that's horrible, especially in a in a big sequel like that. I don't, I don't think that uh switching characters is a, is a smart move. Um, well, I think it worked one time with uh Terrence Howard and uh, Don Cheadle in Iron Man. Well, yeah, I think that's and, probably one of the only times it worked. Okay. Oh, it worked. Okay, because I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. It's it's probably good bad a whole bunch of times. No, I was gonna say. Uh, uh, we just talked about it. The Dark Knight with Katie Holmes and Maggie uh, uh, yeah. Gyllenhaal. No, no, that was that was the worst. That was the worst. <laughs> that was horrible. Oh, they should have never did that. They went from oh, a man. they went from a solid eight to a, a smooth six. <laughs> <laughs> A smooth six. That's funny. Smooth six, man. Um, okay, so for my sleeper pick, man, um, I seen this movie. Well, I seen the, the when it came out, starring Samuel L. Jackson, Ryan Reynolds, and Salma Hayek, um, the Hitman's Bodyguard. It was a pretty dope movie. Um, it 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 kind of caught me because Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. I wanted to see how that chemistry kind of played out. Uh, I know Samuel Jackson can kind of play that comedic role. We've seen him do it in, like, the other guys with The Rock. So I wanted to see how that kind of played out. Plus, he was also playing, like, a, a, I guess he was supposed to be, like, a hitman or something like that. 
And um, Ryan Reynolds plays like this uh, agent for like the FBI or the CIA or something like that who got, has to protect them to get them like through a trial or whatever. Um, but in the movie, uh, Samuel Jackson's wife is in the movie played by Salma Hayek. So this, the sequel is coming out um, August 20th, 2021. Um, the hitman's wife's bodyguard. So it's supposed to be centered around Salma Hayek. Now, in the first movie, they it's really all about Samuel Jackson. But it hints at how uh, how much more aggressive and, and badass uh, his wife was. So the, I guess this movie is supposed to kind of tell her story and give her point of view of it. But it was a great movie. The first one was. It kept me interested. Had a lot of laughs in it, of course, with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson together. They did a great job. And even Simon Hayek even had some funny parts. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one, man. That's my sleeper pick, man. The, the Hitman's wife's bodyguard. Okay, that's what's up. I mean, any, anytime you got Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds, like, I, I I don't see how that would flop, honestly. Right. I mean, I, I think both of the, like, the thing is, Ryan Reynolds, for some odd reason, get a bad rap sometimes. Like, I, I was listening to some podcast, and they were saying that he hasn't proven himself as an actor. And I was like, I don't see that. Like, I feel like, yeah. I mean, I feel like everything <clears throat> I pretty much have seen him in, like, even if the movie itself wasn't good, he did right. a, a really good job. So, right. then, like, he had to escape, like, this this Van Wilder thing. Like, you, but you know how some movies stick to you. And it was like, yeah, a lot of yeah, people couldn't, yeah. get, couldn't get that Van Wilder out of him. But, like, yeah. I felt like he has, you know, he did, he does his comedy thing. Now, it's like he mm-hmm. always continues his comedy thing. <clears throat> But right. like he he has done that serious role like a uh, like an Amityville horror, even though he yep. has his little small comedic moments. But mm-hmm. you know, okay, okay. I mean, he's, how- he's even done it. He's even done his work in drama too. You know, uh, I think he's a well-rounded actor. But I think he broke that Van Wilder role for me at least when he was in Blade. When he played in that Blade movie, to me that. That was a whole different round of for me. Yeah, I, I and I like Blade Trinity. That that was like like my favorite one, yeah. was the first one and the third one. And uh, I think him and Jessica Biel did a good job in that. Yeah. one. that's what's up. That's what's up, man. Look, I'm mm-hmm. starting with it. Look, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm starting with some heat. I ain't even gonna. I ain't even gonna hold you. Okay. With some heat. <laughs> All right. So this. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, you know I'm saying Look, it's supposed to come out here soon uh, on October okay. the 30th. I am looking forward to seeing Spell, the new Brian, yes. uh, Brian, um, Omar Hardwick, um, yep. my favorite TV Loretta mom, Divine. Loretta Devine. Yep. Man, listen, this trailer, this trailer, it got me from the rip. It was like, yeah. you know, from from what I could see in the trailer, you know, he's in New York doing his thing. He got his family. Um, he said that his father was deeply religious. It seemed like his father was into like voodoo type of stuff. And like he believed in mm-hmm. this type of stuff. So he's flying home, which is crazy because it's like this dude is flying the plane himself. So it's like, okay, so obviously I don't know what he does yeah. as a as a job, but you know, but he's able to have his own pilot license flying, lightning hits it and the plane crashes. And so he wakes up and he's just mm-hmm. in this house born looking thing and this lady's like, 
you know, uh, he's like, where's my family? She's like, you're the only one that I pulled out, nah, nah, nah. so he thinks his family's dead. And like, she got this voodoo doll, whatever happens to this doll happens to you. And like, it just looks like that suspenseful, yep. thriller, horror type thing. And what I like about these type of films, I mean, I love the, these films, like those three, like all in the one, you can even throw some mystery in there. We see that all the time, but we really don't see an all-black yep. cast, though. And I think that's what's going to make this one different with having pretty much an all-black cast. Mm -hmm. I think that that's going to just change yeah. the whole game. So I am really looking forward to seeing Spell. Okay, so that was my number five as well, so salute to you, sir. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> for sure, man. Listen, um, I think that for me, the most enticing part of this whole production is the fact that we get to see Amari Hardwick in a different role. I know we get so used to seeing him as Ghost in Power, or we'll see him in, uh, I forgot what the movie he was in, uh, what the name of the movie was, with uh, Tika Sumter and Tiffany Haddish. You know what I mean? Like, he always plays like this, like this gangster or like, or this pseudo gangster, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, just in that, that typecast, it seemed like he's in that typecast realm. But this time, he's actually playing the victim. You know what I'm saying? He's playing somebody different. And we get to see him in a whole different light. And on the flip side of that, we get to see Loretta Devine in that same situation. We get to see her as the villain. Or from what we've seen on the trailer, we get to see her as the villain. It seems like, you know what I'm saying, she's playing this... Um, this uh, What's the what's the uh, what's the movie with uh was it Kathy not Kathy Bates was it Kathy Bates yeah it was what, misery in misery yeah, yeah yeah it seems like it's like a, a, a you know what I'm saying like a black version of misery or maybe like a, a black point of view or whatever of misery you know what I mean so I think that with her expertise and her skill set, I think that she's going to kill this role. I think she's going to be the star of this movie, to be honest with you. I think she's really going to take this over. Um, watching the trailer, I think I had hit you up to see if you had seen it when I when I had first seen it. And this was like the craziest shit I've seen in a minute. And I was like, yo, I, I think I might take a chance to go to the movies and see this one. And I don't go to the movies at all. So, yeah, I, I can't wait for Spell to come out. Yes, sir, man. And, and another and another time, it's like, yeah, I see what you're saying, because when he was in Next Day Air, he was the same yep. thing. He was like yep. a drug dealer in that one. So, so yeah, man. I, yeah, I am, I'm really excited about this one at any time. I think Loretta Devine is one of the most unappreciated actresses out there, man. I, I think that I agree. as far as le legacy status, like, she's legacy status. Like, she's up there with, like, I feel like she should be getting the credentials that like a Meryl Streep get, even though Meryl Streep yeah. has more lead roles. Like, Loretta Devine don't have as many lead roles as somebody right. like Meryl Streep, but at the same time, the work that she's done, I feel like she her credit is, is definitely due. Uh, So, yeah, we got one in common now. So, another one, Uh, well, no, it ain't my turn. Well, hell, fuck I it. Can take I, I can take it. I can take it. Um, so for my number four, man, uh, it's actually a sequel to my favorite movie of all time. Uh, this is 
way past due. I mean, way, way past due. But the rumors stirred up at the beginning of the year. Sometime, I, I think even before that, sometime like late last year, we heard that they're bringing a lot of the cast back, except for maybe one or two people. Um, they added a, a a whole new cast into that, but it's coming to America too, man. It's dropping uh, actually December twenty twenty on Amazon Prime. I'm super excited about this. They just sold the rights for I think it, they said it was like a hundred and forty six. Or like, either it was a hundred, it was forty six or a hundred and forty six million. But whatever it was, the initial movie, the first coming to America, made that same thing in the box office its first week. So for them to not even be there yet, and for them to already make those numbers, that kind of gives me a good feeling. Um, but of course, Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, John Amos, um, I know. You know, so it's it's so many different characters in it. Lisa's gonna be back. Vanessa Bell Calloway is gonna be back. Um, trying to think who else? I think Eric Lasalle is back. Like this was this was Black Panther before Black Panther, but as Joe Budden says, comedy style. And you know, what I'm saying like this was this was one of those things that I think Eddie Murphy did that kind of made us get a different look, not just on Africa, but just our culture in general. And it's, it, I think it kind of put a great spotlight on black culture in America because it showed just how versatile we are. It showed so many different aspects from old to young, from male to female. So I think the second one is going to build on that. I think it's going to be great. They don't have a trailer out yet, but I'm super excited to see this because, like I said, Coming to America is my favorite movie. And, um, yeah, man, we got to make it happen. Of course. <clears throat> like, I, I saw the news the other day. I, I think that it was very brilliant. And I think that what it also says is, like, I hate to say it, but it feels like, okay, I won't say it's dead, but the movies is dying. It yes. It's falling rapidly. And it seems like this may be the future um, yeah. for a movie like this. Because they said Paramount had it. I think Paramount still have it, but they just sold the rights to Amazon. Um, to release it, yeah. Studios, yeah. So it's yeah. still a Paramount film. But like right. they already, like Paramount already got they kickback from yeah, being sold and all this type of stuff. So, I mean, this is something that I'm also looking forward to as well. Um, I don't know why I took this approach of the movie, because I, I told this to you before what my list really consists of. And, right. it, and that really tells you like what type of person I am. But I love Coming to America. It was, it's one of my favorite Eddie Murphy movies ever. Like you said, it's long overdue. Um, I, I, I think that I have an a, opinion of what I the way I think it's going to go, I think that Eddie Murphy is going to be like the dad now. Um, yeah. You know, so basically his son is going through the same thing that he's going through. But the spin is what made coming to America brilliant is the fact of you've seen a lot of arranged marriages. So he broke that arranged marriage thing. So it's like, how is this one going to go? You know what I'm saying? Because it seems right. like 
he's already he took that, that different approach of like, well, I don't want to marry somebody you pick for me. I want mm-hmm. somebody to marry me for me. So I just wonder how this is going to go. It's going to be interesting to see it when it comes out. Yeah, definitely. Um, but definitely going to be on that. So this next one I'm going to mention, man, is, is, is simply one thing I'm looking forward to. One thing, one person. Uh, I watched the trailer of it. I, I think that this movie, to me, is going to be hit or miss. This is just one of those things where I'm hoping it's a hit, but at the same time, my expectations, like, I don't have high expectations for it. I know that sounds crazy, but what I'm talking about is supposed to come out October the 31st of this year, and it's Voorhees. Okay? Ooh, what? Yes. So, there's a new, a new Jason uh, coming out. Now, like I said, it I don't recognize any of these people. And the thing about right. Jason movies is is, 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 is everything is centered on him. Like, it's, it's great to have, like, when it comes to Jason, the storyline really don't matter. Like, you don't really mm-hmm. need a storyline. And this dude, he's big as fuck. It looked like he's supposed to be as vicious as I don't know what. And, like, the way that the, the trailer goes is basically these people kidnap I'm guessing they kidnapped some people that got some money. Because I'm thinking what they wanted to do was like get a ransom for these people that they kidnapped. And then so this dude is asking, I'm guessing he's one of the kidnappers asking this dude, hey, this place that we're going, is it safe? And dude's like, you know, we should be fine. So then you see the the Camp Crystal Lake sign on the ground. And so obviously we all know that's his territory. And then basically just fucking yeah. people up like he always do. Now, <laughs> now the last one that came out Friday the Thirteenth that came out, um, I think it was two thousand and thirteen, I think, and um, and it was it was cool, man, it was cool, but it, it's like I feel like this is gonna be hit or miss, but I'm really only watching it for Jason and seeing people get fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's all the reason why I'm looking forward to it. I mean, um, long story franchise, man, you really can't go wrong. Friday the 13th is a staple, not only in Halloween, um, around the time of Halloween, but of course, you know what I'm saying, in, in horror movie lore. Uh, and then not only that, like, to, to name the movie Friday the 13th and then to be able to put it out on Friday the 13th or show it on Friday the 13th is also a super dope thing, too, but. You know what I mean? Um, did I ever tell you about this? <laughs> and this one, I think, I, I don't know. This this might end our friendship. My favorite <laughs> Jason movie. My favorite Jason movie is Jason X. Dude, I fucking hate that one. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that one. What? No, 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 no. So, so, Jason Goes to Hell was the worst one. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that was horrible. That was horrible. But Jason X is my favorite movie only because it's, like, super, super cheesy. But at the same time, it's, like, to me, it made more sense for Jason to be in that than it was for him to be, like, a killer on Earth. Like, I can understand, like, them taking his body and then, like, he get upgraded and he does all the shit that he does in in Jason X compared to, like, him growing up and then, like, him killing motherfuckers the way he was killing motherfuckers and 
in the movies, you know what I'm saying, down here on Earth. But I think Voorhees is, uh, it sounds interesting, man. You know what I mean? That's that's one of those things that, you know what I mean, just the name alone is going to is gonna sell tickets. So, I mean, you really can't go wrong with that. Yes, sir. So, what you got? So, okay, so, um, let me see where am I? Yeah, number three. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? It's it's another installment. You know what I mean? It's been it's been three movies so far. It's been talkings about this man being in uh, production for actually two movies. This is one of them, and the other one I'm gonna name later. But two movies on my list, and uh, Keanu Reeves, man, is, is bringing out John Wick Four. I know that, you know, we thought that it was going to be over in, in three because, you know what I'm saying, he met Halle Berry and, you know, well, he didn't meet Halle Berry, but he got back with Halle Berry. They did their thing. They tore it up. I thought that was um, a great person to put aside of him. And she didn't necessarily steal the spotlight, but she definitely made the movie a lot more interesting um, with, with the addition of the dogs and, you know what I'm saying, just the addition of her helping John Wick out. Um, but John Wick 4, man, I'm excited to see it. It seems like, uh, you know what I'm saying, every time he, he tries to get out, they put him right back in. Um, you know what I'm saying, to, to quote the guy, what was that, Godfather? I think they, I think Joe Pesci said that in, in Godfather. Whenever they try to, you know, whenever I try to get out, they put me right back in, man. And it seems like John Wick just wants to relax and, and finish living his life, you know what I'm saying, now that his family is gone. but it just seems like some stupid person just besides no John Wick, you can't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they just they just keep they just keep doing something to this dude, man. And then next thing you know, he he go kill a thousand assassins. So I wanna you know, I, I I'm interested in seeing him kill a thousand more assassins in this movie. Ah, oh, that's just so funny. You just said some stupid person always <laughs> come back. Oh man, that was funny. Wait. Yeah, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, the first movie, you know what I'm saying, it was understandable. They killed his dog. And then the second movie, it was understandable because, you know what I mean, like the, the dude that he killed in the first movie, his people kept trying to get revenge. And then in the third movie, it was like, dude was about to die. He was almost there. But no, you just couldn't let this motherfucker die, man. He tried to kill himself. You just couldn't let him die. You just had to do something stupid to bring this motherfucker back. Leave John Wick alone after after John Wick 4. Let him just let him I, live his life. Yeah, I understand, man. And and that's also something um that I'm looking forward to as well. I think that um this John Wick franchise and I mean, look, Keanu Reeves, like, people don't realize he was if not a kid, he was a, a, a teenage <clears throat> star. Yep. Like, you know, he's been, he's been doing this for a long time. And I think that, and look, we mentioned this before. Like, I'm, what I'm looking forward to, I mean, we haven't seen anything in production or, you know, anything about it. I've been waiting on uh, Constantine too forever. Like, I think he killed that. Like, I think that that was the yes. movie. Yes, that, that I changed the way I felt yeah. about Keanu Reeves. Now I loved him in Speed. A lot of people didn't like Speed. I love Speed. I thought Speed was good, 
He was really good in speed. See, you shaking your head. Speed was you good. You are alone him. on the island on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not on the island. I'm not alone. Speed and, is a horrible movie, bro. That's a horrible listen. movie. Yeah, but him and Sandra Bullock made it though, man. And Dennis Hopper. And um, so he was on a bus the whole damn time. That's the whole point, man. Listen, have you ever? Have you, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Since we going down that road. So okay, phone, cool. so phone booth wasn't good with Colin Farrell. That was different. Uh, so that's different. He was in phone booth the whole time. No, listen, there was there was <laughs> a different. There was a. It was shit. It was real shit at stake in phone booth because we didn't know what the fuck was going on. All we know is this motherfucker answers the phone and shit turns into chaos. <laughs> These motherfuckers. Just had to keep everybody safe. That's how they had to do. Yeah, shit happened along the way. Like they got a flat tire and shit, and, and then motherfucker <laughs> tried to shoot the bus out. Of it. We get it. Yeah, we we get it. We get it. But no, man, hell no. All right, but the whole I'm not with that. Speed was a horrible movie. <laughs> the Speed Two was a horrible movie. No, but but like I didn't but, even but, watch it. Oh, it was it was terrible. Um, and then they did the thing that you hate. Like they brought Sandra Bullock back. But it had another dude to play uh, Keanu Reeves' character, but like, but Constantine yeah. was to me yeah. was the movie that really, you know, what I'm saying, well, I really looked at Keanu Reeves as like mm-hmm. a special talent. Um, so the next one I'm gonna mention, you know, is <laughs> one of the hardest franchises out there. Um, I made a, a a conscious decision the other day where I'm gonna switch up something that I was gonna do. And I'm gonna do it a different way now. But uh, what I'm talking about comes out the well, the new date that they put on it is October the 15th, 2021. It sucks that it got pushed back so far. But Halloween kills. Um oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh <clears throat> Halloween coming back. Um uh, what's great about it is the fact that you know John John Carpenter and um Deborah Hill is back. People always leave out Deborah Hill. Deborah Hill was with him since 1978. She she helped write the movie. She's really? one of the producers on the movies. Yes, like so. I didn't know that. Yeah, both of them together, man. They they was able to uh, kick this franchise. Really, they, really, they they only wrote and produced the first two, um, Halloween one and two, uh, 1978 and 1981. And okay. what, something that I, I now the trailer isn't much. But because tra- it's one of those type trailers where they only give you like 37 seconds. But okay. just just from them giving me 37 seconds and also when you look at the cast, I figured some things out. Now, the way it looks, it looks like they're doing, they, they took the same formula from 1978 and 81 where it's the same night. Because mm. from what I've seen from that 37 seconds is at the end of Halloween, she went on when they shut Michael Myers down in that basement thing. She set the house on fire. Right. And what the, what the trailer shows you is that they're her and her daughter are on the back of this truck, and it shows you the fire trucks going back towards her house, and she's screaming at the fire trucks, "Let it burn! Let it burn!" So what that's telling me is this is the same day, this is the same night. So I think that's brilliant for them to bring that back. Look. You had a great formula the first time. Keep it going the second time. 
And something else that I figured out, I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember in the ver in the first version, do you remember a kid named Tommy Doyle? Because uh, nah, it's not ringing a bell. Tommy <laughs> Doyle was the kid that she was um, babysitting in Halloween one. Okay. That because remember she okay. she was remember because uh, she, she was watching him and this kid Lindsay. Lindsay stayed across the street, and her friend um, was watching her across the street. But she brought Lindsay over there because she um, she wanted to meet her boyfriend. Yo, whoa, 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 time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. So the first, the very first Halloween, mm -hmm. the little boy was not Michael Myers? No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, no, no. You remember when, okay, right? Now, yeah, the little boy in the beginning was Michael Myers. But okay, I'm okay, talking okay. about when Lori Strode was, was at, you, you remember, she was babysitting this little kid. The little boy and the girl, right? Yeah. Okay, I remember that. I remember that, yeah. The little boy is Tommy Doyle. So okay. I, think, I think we're getting a grown Tommy Doyle. Oh, so shit. I think that that shit is brilliant by bringing him back as an adult because what that does is it makes it more interesting from the fact of because they what they pissed me off about was they, they negated like 30 years of movies. Like they, mm -hmm. they just said, forget about Halloween four, five, the Halloween H two O, Halloween Resurrection, because they, the whole premise of a movie is Michael Myers was locked up for forty years. So they yeah. saying that we're negating everything. So what this does is they like, okay, what we're gonna do is we're gonna bring, we're gonna bring Tommy back, but mm -hmm. Tommy's gonna be an adult. From that's just what I got from looking at the cast. In 37 mm -hmm. seconds. So I'm excited to see the new Halloween kills that's supposed to come out next year. Well, it was supposed to be coming out here in a few weeks, but the pandemic kind of messed right. a lot of things up. So so the, the Tommy Doyle boy was the is that the scene where uh she sneaked her boyfriend in? You know, remember she didn't have a boyfriend. She was afraid of boys, basically, in Halloween one. It was a it was another dude, it was like a dude there though, wasn't it? That was that was her two friends. Remember, she had two yeah, friends. Yeah, and that's when Michael Myers came in and tried to kill him. And they, were, I think, one of them ran like in the room or something like that. Yeah, like what you're talking about is um, her one friend who kept saying totally all the damn time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend went down to get a beer, and um, Michael Myers stabbed him and had him hanging from the wall. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That I was yeah, that was her. Now. Yeah, that was her friend. Yeah. Okay, I know so, you're talking about now. Yeah, so I am. That's dude, interesting, am, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm apt to see that. So, do you think? Do you think he's gonna? Um, do you think he's gonna be like the new Michael Myers, or do you think he's going to be like helping them out? Um, when when I first saw his name, the first thing that crossed my mind is that he is gonna be fucked up in the head right. um, to see to see what he saw at that age I think he was like eight or nine or whatever right. maybe he was a little older maybe he was 10 or 11 
And I, I think that because the thing with Lois Strode in this one is like she's been preparing mm -hmm. her whole life for Michael Myers to come back. So like mm -hmm. she's like a kooky old lady who, you know, she was just been training and training and training and actually did that to her daughter. Her daughter had a bad yep. childhood from this yep. one because she was just training her all this time for he's coming back, you need to be ready. So yeah. I think Tommy, I think Tommy is just gonna be psychologically messed up in the head. And mm -hmm. I think that he's gonna be I think that he was paranoid like her. Right. Like it, it wouldn't surprise me if he was like, you know, in in a psychological uh uh in a uh a psych facility. It would it wouldn't surprise okay. me at all okay. that he's just like was so screwed up from that night in nineteen seventy eight that he yeah. could be like that. That's just something that I just got a hunch. I don't know anything. I just got a hunch of that's what yeah. he's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. This is I mean it, you know, it's our trailers, man. So we just going off of pure speculation and assumptions, man. That's the I think that's the best thing about trailers. They get you amped up for a movie and it's like you just start coming up with all these ideas of what the movie could be. So um for my number two, you know what I'm saying, continuing on that Keanu Reeves um you know what I'm saying, movie production uh, situation. Like I said, man, he he's in the he was supposedly in the midst of filming two films at the same time. Um, both are coming out in 2001. I think this one comes out, it says December 22nd of 2021, and it's The Matrix 4. Um, huge fan of The Matrix. Uh, it's it's one of those movies that I remember when it when it first came out, my mom bought it for me. And we sat down and, like, we watched it. And I think I watched it, like, five times after that. It was just such a cool movie. It brought the the bullet time in. I remember when, you know what I'm saying, um, I'm about to call her Carrie Ann Fisher. Uh, Trinity <laughs> Trinity jumped up and then the, 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 everything paused. The camera turned. She kicked the, the security guard into the wall. I mean, like, it's just one of those movies, you know what I'm saying, Neo bending backwards, dodging bullets them fighting the agents, like, everything about The Matrix for me, the, the first one especially, just, it, it brought a whole new, a whole new thing into action movies. And then if you follow every Matrix movie from there on out and the actual story of The Matrix, it's one of those things that you can, you know what I'm saying, like, you can understand what they're talking about and it kind of applies to real life. But not only that, the actual story of the Matrix, and I think it's Terminator as well, was actually written by a black woman. And okay. um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? She wrote the Matrix and she wrote, I, I wanna say the Terminator. I think she settled out of court for like some millions for that shit though, but you know what I'm saying? She basically created the, the whole Matrix and everything else. And there's this like rumor thing that's going on that Everybody believes that Neo is not the one, that Agent Smith is the one. And I think that in The Matrix 4, because they don't have a trailer for this one either, but this is, like I said, one of those movies that I'm excited about. But in Matrix 4, it's supposed to reveal that Agent Smith is really the one instead of Neo being the one. So basically Morpheus is um, was basically a plant by the creators of The Matrix to bring Neo into the Matrix to restart the... I mean, like, you got to watch the movies to understand everything that's going on, but uh, I believe when he was talking to, like, the architect, 
he was saying the same thing, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they was talking about how the Matrix is was in its, like, eighth installment. They tore it down and, and recreated it all over again. And then, like, everything is basically backwards in the Matrix. So, like, we see Neo, Morpheus, and everybody, Trinity and all them, as the heroes. And in reality, they're really the bad guys. They're really destroying everything. So I'm interested to see if they're going to show how, um, if they're going to show how they got to the point that where they they linking into the matrix. If they show how you know what I'm saying, like outside of the matrix, why they live in the way that they live, because like they live in like caves and shit, and they running from machines. So maybe you know what I'm saying, we'll see how the, the fight with the machines started. Like there's so many different things that can go into this movie and finish this. Um, this franchise off the right way and I'm just excited to see what they put into it. Yeah, I mean, that's what's up, man. And and that takes you all the way back to the first one. It's like, yeah, was the Oracle really lying? Yes. Because she told him, you already know what I'm going to say. And he said, I am not the one. So maybe the whole time she was not telling the truth and because see Morpheus looked at it like well, she told you what you wanted to hear. No. So, so this is the thing. When she's talking to, uh, when she's talking to Neo in that scene, and she says, you know what I'm saying, that sorry that you're not the one, basically, that's when he, he understands that he's not the one, right? Yeah. But it's another scene. And speaking of switches, they switched out the Oracle like three different fucking times. It's three different Oracles if I'm not tripping. I got to go back and watch them just to make sure. But I, I want to say that the lady in the first one may be the lady in the second one, but I know it's, it's more than one Oracle, and they did yeah. a switch on that too. But um, when she's talking to Agent Smith, when he busts in and they, she was offering them cookies or they was baking cookies or some shit like that, and Agent Smith comes in, she says something that basically hints that he's the one. And that's why you see Agent Smith start gaining. Like, I remember, um, I think it was the last one where he started getting the same powers that Neo had or some shit like that. Like, he started doing the copy and all that shit and started having all the same powers that Neo had. So, technically, the um, the one is really supposed to destroy the Matrix so it could be rebuilt again. That's just the the theory of the conspiracy theory. I don't know if that's the actual story of it, but... Yeah, I'm I'm just excited, man. This is that's the type of shit that I'm into. Hey, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. Uh, I I was I was more in the Matrix early. Um, yeah, kind of kind of kind of faded because like like I said, it's been a long time. It's yeah. Long time. So, yeah. I mean, look, that's definitely everything you said is something I would definitely um be interested in watching it. Um, yeah. the next one I got, man, is uh, you know, this officially makes. I guess it makes this name a uh, makes it a trilogy. Um, this is one of those ones that got pushed back because of the pandemic. Um, the new date that they have on it right now is June the fourth, two thousand and twenty-one, and that is the Conjuring Three. And it's not uh -oh. called Conjuring Three; it's called Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Oh shit! And what's great about this? is we've seen the, the how do we say this we've seen this movie like five times 
but yeah. it's going to be given in this this is going to be the aftermath of what happened and what i'm talking about is this conjuring is going to be about the amityville horror house oh shit and for the people that's not really in the the amityville is basically it started with the, the DeFeo family. Um, Ronald DeFeo Jr. Um, you know, ended up murdering his whole family. And um, they thought that it was, you know, a, a burglar or something that did more investigation. Turns out he says that the devil made him do it. And so then you go back and look at the house. The house was built on this land of where there's uh dude named Ketchum, he was basically like torturing people and all of this type stuff and they think that that is the thing that, because the first movie that came out in the 70s with, um, with your boy uh, Jaws or Borland's dad he, they made it seem like yeah, it, w- it was the doorway to hell. It's the way they did that movie back then. But the, right. the one that came out with Ryan Reynolds, they took the approach of what well, is really this land is haunted because of what this dude did to people back in the day. And that's what they think, what, oh. you know, all that type of stuff. So he told the, he told the cops that, the, that he was hearing voices and the voices made him do it and all this type of stuff. So then the Lux family, the Lux family is, you know, the family that's always being shown. Like that's what uh, Ryan Reynolds name mm-hmm. what love well yeah it was because he married them she he married her so all that type of stuff so anyway the way that movie ends is you know they, they pull off on the um they pull off on the boat and they just like yo like the house they say the house basically changes you and i'm guessing from ed and lorraine's um, view it's going to be they're going to go in like basically they're going in after the Lux family left. Now, I don't know if they're going to, sh- I don't know if they're going to show some of the Lux family and then Ed and Lorraine them goes in there, but I'm, I'm excited about this. Like I, I mentioned this mm-hmm. on the last, uh, the 28 minutes of less part that I did when I was talking about supernatural movies, like what they was able to do yeah. with the conjuring man. Like, I feel like this is the franchise that could go on. I know for the next two decades, because when you look at that room that they have, there are a lot of evil items in there. So they can do a movie of yeah. every item in that room. And so I think that this is something. Yeah. So far, they so far that's what they've been doing. Yeah, because they they done, you know, Annabelle. They done the Nun. Um, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a Nun two coming out. Um, so they did the the Curse of La Llorona. Yep, that one, and uh, and also the first, the first one was that that little uh, thing that would spin that little Cinderella thing on it. So, like, man, I, I feel like this is a franchise, man. It's 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 well done. I can't wait to see it. I've I've been a huge fan of the Amityville horror movies, and I think that seeing it from this point of view, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be awesome, man. Man, listen, the, the Conjuring, like you said, man, has brought us uh, a plethora of different movies, man. I watched, um, so far, I watched The Nun. That was that was actually pretty good. And I watched The Curse of La Llorona. I actually bootlegged The Curse of La Llorona. And that shit was real good. 
excuse me. Um, I don't think I've seen The Conjuring two all the way through, but um, I've seen the first Annabelle. I did. I haven't seen the second one, but they got a new Annabelle coming out. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, seen so that. that's I, that's gonna be pretty dope, man. But I think what they did with that franchise, man, they they did it very well. And what's interesting is um, Ed and Lorraine are actually real people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um, that was the the dopest part. Like those are real fucking people. Yeah, like and and like I said before, like these stories of this stuff happening, like there's just like um, the hunting of Connecticut, like they saying that you know this was a real event. This is something that really happened. Like a lot of these yeah. movies are traced, traced are based on true events. So right. I love stuff like that, man. Where it, and then, like when we look into the supernatural world like that, it's like, yo, what what happens to all of these spirits and stuff? Like, do, like do, mm-hmm. we don't know. You know what I'm saying? That's right. just like, have you ever heard of the um the saying that hurricanes? Because they say that hurricanes start off the yep. Cape of Africa and like yep. you know, follow the same route that the uh, slave ship did. Transatlantic slave trade. They go through it. They say that it leaves the the west coast of Africa, and it goes through the same routes that the slave trade took. But it hits the Caribbean, and then it goes up into Florida, Louisiana, and all them. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, dude, that that could be old black spirits, especially well, the people that. You know what's dope? If you ever watched, um. Which one was it? The Pirates of the, the Caribbean. I don't like saying Caribbean. The Pirates of the Caribbean. The one where um I forgot her name, but the the voodoo lady that they go see. Remember they had her tied up on the boat. The, I'm not I'm sorry, not the voodoo lady, the calypso lady. They had her tied up on the boat and she was uh, like she was tied up to the mast or whatever, and then she grew into like a giant or some shit like that. I never seen it. I never really watched all of those movies. Like oh, man. especially all That's, those movies. Okay. So if you ever if you ever get a chance, I gotta I forgot which one it is. But on one of the Pirates of the Caribbean, the um there's a lady on there. Well I season two of them, but one of the ladies on there is a Calypso lady. And I think it's either the Davy Jones one or the one after that. But basically, she is um, she's into like voodoo and hoodoo and all that kind of stuff, right? But they use they she helps them to escape whoever the villain is in, in that movie. But she basically turns into a hurricane in that movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you ever get a chance, check that out. That is a lot of these movies, man. They got a lot of they got a lot of information in them, man. If you if you know a little bit about a little bit, they they get you connected on some stuff, man. But I thought that was interesting that you said that. Yeah, Pirates of the Car- uh, Caribbean. I almost said it. Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> definitely. Uh, they tell you that. Um. So for my number one, you know what I'm saying, uh, man. Listen. I it, it hit me for a minute, you know what I'm saying? 
and I was like, my childhood is back, hopefully, with the new technology that they got. You know what I'm saying? We've seen the Avengers come. We've seen the Justice League finally be put together, even though it was kind of bad. We've seen the Justice League. We've seen villains get movies. But it's two movies in my lifetime that, well, three. It's three movies in my lifetime that were made off of my childhood and were horrible. That's Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 and that's Street Fighter. And they both was trash. Street Fighter was better, but they both was trash. Right? But January 15th, 2021, Mortal Kombat is being remade and put in the theaters. And I am excited about it. I can not Wait, I am. I've, I've been looking everywhere to see if they got a trailer. There's no trailer for this yet, and I'm sure that you know what I'm saying. They probably got a lot to do with, like you, you know what I'm saying. Been saying the, the the pandemic. You know what I'm saying. We don't we don't really know, but I know for a fact, man. With everything that they have now with Mortal Kombat, they got so many different characters that they can use. They got so many different storylines that they can use. They got so many different ways that they can make this movie happen. Mortal Kombat is finally coming, and I hope that they can make it right because now we might be able to see fatalities. You know what I'm saying? We might be able to see them do the 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 anima the animalities, like all kind of different shit, man. We might even see Luke Kane turn into the dragon. Who knows? I'm super excited about this one. Mortal Kombat is my number one. I can't wait for this shit. That's what's up, man. I now the First Mortal Kombat, I thought it was cool, um, but I, I think it was mostly. I think it was mostly the concept of I I grew up on the game and I loved the game. Right. So it was just right. like if it's a movie, I don't care. I'm watching it. I think it was one of those type of situations. Yeah. Um, I think that it's something that could that has the definite potential to be something mm-hmm. great, especially if they do it like like they're doing the game. Now, I haven't played any other game. Look, I haven't played Mortal Kombat since, like, shit. I haven't played Mortal Kombat since Mortal Kombat 3. Dude, I haven't played. I'm trying to think of what PlayStation. It, was it even a PlayStation 2? It might have been um, it might have been in a Super Nintendo. Like, I haven't I, played Mortal Kombat. Say, I, last time I played was on Sega. Like, dude, it's, it's been a while. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Look, this, this, look, that's something, everything that you mentioned is something that, you know what I'm saying, that I'm definitely willing to watch. Um, but that's not, that's not the number one that I got, man. I, I didn't even really do mine in that order, but like mm-hmm. the one movie that, listen, like I've been waiting on this, I know for like two years. I think the trailer came out two years ago. Yeah. Or at least a year, at least a year and a half ago, when the trailer first came out, and this goes back to my childhood. Um, it got three movies already. The the last one wasn't that good, but the first two was great. I went to see the second one in the movies. We talked about this countless times, and that's Candyman. Now, only thing <laughs> they have, only thing they have, it says. It says June 2021. I don't know if that's gonna stay where it is, but dude, I am really looking forward to this man. Like, and then by watching the trailer again, that theory that we had, I yeah. think that's I think it's really gonna happen. I think that yeah, I think yeah. it makes gonna, sense. 
yeah, I think my man's gonna be the new candy man. I think that Jordan Peele has this he has this vision, dude. Uh yo, he is a monster. Dude, what what's great about him is the way he will take a song and flip it. Like he's done mm-hmm. it three times. He did it with mm-hmm. um Get Out, he did it with us. And now he's doing yep. it with this one with Say My Name by Destiny Child. And like he's flipping the song and it's like it just seems like this Candyman is really going to be the one to put a stamp on this series to where like Candyman I think that this this version is going to live on to the point where like I think that this has the potential to be so good that it's going to be better than the original. I, I just, just while watching the trailer, I, I think that they're gonna forego the old ones. And see, that don't happen a lot. You know, a lot That's of true. times That's true. the newer ones don't really take over the 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 originals. I think this one has the potential to do it, man. And I am do I am hyped about seeing I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna watch this one. Even though you know what I'm saying, you know how I feel about Kenny Man. I'm I'm gonna watch this one, man. I gotta I gotta support my guy. I think his name what's his name? Mateen. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Dude, I don't know how to say this shit. Black Manta. He played Black Manta, Aquaman. I'm supporting Black Manta, man. Um, okay, so we gotta change it up. You know what I'm saying? We doing something different, man. So, um, usually you know what I'm saying we do the fire flame rating. Um, so. This is what we'll do. Out of every out of every movie that we've listed so far, let's pick the one that we want to see the most. I think that'll be how we can uh, replace this one. Because you got a hard my. list. Oh my you god! Now hold on, real quick, real quick. I'm I want to I want to put my two cents in real quick. I'm thinking that you I'm banking on Voorhees for you. No, 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 no. Voorhees no. will be Voorhees is the least what? off my list. And this is why. This uh, is why. Like I told you, this look, it could be hit or miss. Like yeah. this by, like like I don't recognize any of these actors and actresses. Like right. you know, it, it, it just seems like a lot of the Jason movies is usually just some kids fooling around and they're getting killed. Yeah. But this one they flipped it with it seems like they're holding somebody for ransom. And then Jason comes and he pretty much kill everybody. So that is the like it like if you was doing like oh the one we uh, that I would look forward to the least it would be that one. But oh my god, it's hard, man. Oh my god, I'm, like I'm, I'm throwing for a spin, man. I mean, I, I know Jason is your guy, so that's why that's he, why I said I was going. Wow, he is, he is, and and Michael Myers is my guy as well. Yeah. I, I think that, oh, man, dude, this, oh, shit, this is hard. Because, dude, like, for me, can't, it, it, like, it's between Candyman and The Conjuring. It's like, dude, yeah. these two, like, I am really looking forward to those two. I'm looking forward to, don't get me wrong, I can't wait for Halloween Kills 2 as well, mm-hmm. but it's like, the two that I'm struggling with is The Conjuring and Candyman. Ah, oh, that is yeah. tough. Yeah. That is tough. Oh man. I mean, you go first, man. I, I can't do this right now. 
You hurt my heart. Hurt <laughs> okay, my heart. so for me, I'm not gonna lie, man. This is this is pretty easy for me, man. Um, for me, the one that I want to see the most, only because I've been I've been trying to keep up with all the you know what I'm saying the, the news and the you know what I'm saying the updates and everything about this movie. Like I said, it was rumored to even be put into production to begin with. Um, they bringing the, the cast back, man. I remember watching this as a kid, and it was just nonstop laughs. To this day, like, I can I could probably walk amongst all my friends, and I could say maybe one or two words from the movie, and we'll go probably for about 10, 15 minutes just throwing quotes back and forth at each other because this movie was just so funny. Anybody that has seen this movie, right, the first one at least, if you've seen Coming to America, the first one, you cannot deny Randy Watson walking on the stage and introducing the sexual chocolate band singing <laughs> Whitney Houston's Children Are the Future. He kissed oh, his yeah, he yeah. kissed his reverend. He kissed his reverend on the cheek, man. And he wiped it off. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, bro, when I say Every listen, there is not there is not one part in that movie that is not even the even the parts that are serious have funny moments. When he was on the on the train and he was trying to get Lisa back and she left, and then he was just standing there and they had like that little like one and a half minutes of silence, and then they panned to the old lady and she was like, I'll marry you. Bro, that shit is fucking hilarious. Like, everything about this movie is fucking hilarious. He walks into the barbershop, right? He asked for a haircut. And then he said, he said, how you want your haircut? He said, just just make it nice and neat. So he gets the, he about to cut his hair, right? He filled through his hair. He said, man, what you put in your hair? He said, just juices and berries. He said, man, I ain't nothing but an ultra perm. Man, that shit is funny. I'm just, but listen, everything, bro, you ain't never met Martin Luther King. Come on, man. They play the old Jewish dude. What is this? Velvet? Like, everything about that movie, bro, is just, that's my favorite movie of all time. I don't care when it come on. I don't care what part of something. I, I sit down and watch it, man. So, coming to America 2, I'm excited. They got Lunell coming. They got, um, they got like, T.I. in there. It's just a whole like Ti is is he's he's reached this this level right in acting where he's playing like these funny roles. He did great in um he did great in the Dolomite movie. You know what I'm saying? Where he was like the the uh, the, the bang guy and he had the afro with the with the sideburns and everything. Like he's I think he's gonna do great in this movie. Um, I think like they got some young up and coming comedians in this. Like I think DC Young Flyers in this. Um, I, I just think that this is going to be the the next step, man. Like I said, the first one was a classic. I don't care where you at if you see this movie, even if even if you haven't seen it, you you at least know a quote from hearing somebody say or, or quoting it. So yeah, man, coming to America too, bro. I cannot wait for this shit to drop. And it's on Amazon Prime, so I get it soon as it drops. Dude, I cannot believe you're going to say the part about Randy Jackson and not on, mention man. you and not mention where at the end when my man is clapping, he said, that boy good. He said, yeah. What? Good, good, good terrible. terrible. <laughs> what you talking about, man? What? He 
He handed the collection oh. plate around. He handed the collection plate. That nigga put the chicken bone in there. He said, man, what's the collection plate? Oh, shit, nigga, I thought it was trash. Come on, man, what you talking about? Hey, yo, what you talking about? Dude, I thought, look, it is just a little small shit. I thought I was going to die. He said, man, yeah, Come good, on, man. terrible. That oh, shit was man. hilarious. Come on, oh, bro. Man. When they when they was in the oh, when man. they was in the barbershop, the bar to me, the barbershop is the best scene in the fucking movie. Like I don't care at any point in that movie, anytime they get into the barbershop and let them motherfuckers like talk, that shit was hilarious. No. That motherfucker said to... what what he say, Joe Lewis ain't never whooped Rocky Marciano. No, no, what he say, he said, Joe, Joe Lewis will whoop somebody else. And he said, I, I bet he won't whoop Rocky Marciano. He said, Let's say one. Let's say one. Every time you bring up Joe Lewis, white man won't talk about Rocky Marciano. Bro, come on, man. That, bro, no. that is my shit, bro. Let me tell you the one part that you think I used to do it all the time. Because it's the corniest joke ever. But mm-hmm. it's like, so he's sitting there. He said, so, he said, so, the guy walks in the bar and sits down and he said, Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said, he has a bunch of soup. So he was like, what kind oh, of soup man. you want? He's like, no, just a soup. So, and then he goes back and forth about the soup. He said, so where's the spoon? Come on, Oh, my God. Hey, oh, I God. thought I was going down. It was the corniest Listen, joke ever, but it was like but it was so, so fucking, fucking funny. Fun. Listen, the greatest, oh, the greatest thing about this movie is that this was, for me, this was the beginning of Eddie Murphy playing so many different roles in the movie. You got it, like, he was, uh, he was Randy Watson. He was the, uh, he was the dude that owned the barbershop, right? And then he was, he was like, man. yep, he was a white, no, that was Arsenio Hall. No, Arsenio Hall was the one that put the chicken bone in the thing. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. He had the uh, the, the pepper, the uh, salt, salt pepper hair. Yeah. So he, they, they all played, remember when, when they went to the club and they was looking for the girls? Yep. And Arsenio Hall played the one, the, the, the big the, chick. The woman, yep, with the red dress. With the big shoulders. Yeah, and then the, the two chicks that was beatboxing. Come on, man. That shit was, fuck, come on, bro. That, it's just, yeah. if they can recreate that, if they can recreate that, bro, I'm good. I don't, I don't, I don't care about anything else that dropped. I am good. I just want them to recreate those kind of moments, man. And I'm, I, that's, that's what I want to see. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I finally made my decision, man. I, it, it, it was tough. It was tough. It was really tough, man. But I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go Candyman. Um, uh, it, it, it's like, man, you know, it, it's a franchise, man, that's underrated, man. Like, I, I just that's feel That's that like, nostalgia, man. And, and I also think that there's something, too. And, and like I said, this on that slasher uh, episode that I did on 28 Minutes or Less. Yeah. It sounds fucked up. But to see a black killer. Yeah, the way yeah. that he was, I think that that really changed everything because we've really never seen that before. Right, and I think that with that being that way, and also bringing back Tony Todd, and it seems like Tony Todd is, you know, handing over that torch. I, I'm just mm-hmm. excited to see how they did it, and also up until this point, Jordan Peele have not let me down. So no, 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 no. no. Um, I think that man, this movie has the potential to really. I think that what it what it would do is, I think that this will capture an audience because I don't know what Candyman one and two did in the movies. I don't know how much mm-hmm. they profited or anything like that. 
But I right. think that this one could possibly, you know what I'm saying, lift those first two to people that actually mm-hmm. go back and look at them and be like, oh, man, well, let me go back and look because I've never seen the original type thing. But I, I do. I am just I'm, – I'm a horror guy. I love horror. Yeah. I, I, this 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 is the one, man. I, I think this Candyman that's coming out next year is gonna be the one. Yo, man. Speaking of Jordan Peele, bro. So, okay, if Candyman comes out, right? Well, when Candyman comes out and Candyman kills it, can we put him up there with like John Carpenter and all them, Wes Craven and all them? Uh, definitely Wes Craven. I I I, I honestly think that. When it comes to Freddy and Scream, mm-hmm. I think that those are two franchises that a little bit overhyped. I think they're a little bit, now. Don't get me wrong. I like I like the Scream. Whoa, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I like you didn't scream. you didn't like you didn't like when when Freddy Krueger had to fight the Dreamcatchers. Man, don't do that with me, man. <laughs> We're not doing that today. We're not doing that today. I, no, on, like, honestly. I, I think I think Jordan Peele could could get up there, and also when 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 I think about John Carpenter, like I don't, yeah, I wasn't a guy that I like. Okay, he did this movie. I'm gonna go watch it. I never looked at John Carpenter like that. Like the only people I really look at like that okay. as of today is you know the No Brothers. Um, um, what's my man's name? I, I not really Ron Howard, but sometimes Steven Spielberg. Sometimes Steven Spielberg can kind of throw you off a little bit. Yeah. Um, M. Night yeah. Shyamalan, like it, it, he he can kind of hit and miss sometimes. He hit and miss. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he hit, hit and miss. miss. Yeah. Um, but I think that yeah, I think Jordan Peele has gotten to me. He has gotten to the point where if he he put out something, I would go watch it. So yeah. I think that. I think that he might already be there for me. I think mm. he might already be there for me. Okay. Okay. I mean, excuse me. Um, I've been a fan of Jordan Peele ever since he was on Mad TV doing his comedy thing. But to see him take this this role of producing horror films and psychological thrillers and suspense films and, and just being in that lane, man, it – it makes sense as to why he's so good because he's a comedian and comedians are very observant. You know what I'm saying? They're very aware. So for him to take that skill set and put it into directing and putting these movies out, I I think that he's going to have a a super long career doing this. I think he's going to, it's a lot more to come. Um, I know a lot of people didn't really rock with us like that because of the success of get out. They thought it was kind of going to be like get out too. But I thought Us was brilliant for what it was to have doppelgangers and, like, to – it was like some invasion of the body snatcher shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, speaking of horror movies, you know what I'm saying? That's that's one of the ones we forgot on the list, man. So, I mean, I just think that, you know what I'm saying, with, with what he does, he, he pays a lot of homage to previous horror genre, uh, horror genre movies. You know what I'm saying? Like he he pays a lot of homage to those older films. Um, he's he's doing Lovecraft. Well, I don't know if they're still doing it. I think they already done because the season is about to end. But Lovecraft Country, he he's 
I think he's doing like a 50-50 thing with this one, but I mean, he's a, he's a part of it and it's, it's brilliant. I'm on episode five, I believe. And I'm, I was glued to it. Like I told you before we even started recording, I started watching that shit at 2 a.m. the previous night and I didn't get no sleep. I had to be at work at seven. And I looked up, it's six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh shit, I was so in tune um, into this uh, TV show. I'm still watching it too. So right after we get done with this, I'm gonna watch it. But um, I'm gonna finish watching it, try to finish watching it. But yeah, man, I, I think that Jordan Peele, I, I'm with you, man. I think he's already up there, man. He's and, one of the ghosts. And I will say this, his response to the comment that he made was might have been the greatest response I ever heard. So Jordan Peele said like two years ago, he said, and I know he didn't mean no disrespect by it. Like he mm-hmm. like he was just basically like, I would never cast a white man as my lead. And his response was the best response I've ever heard. His response was because we've already seen those movies. Right. And it's like, dude, like, that's the best way to say some shit where it's like, where we can't call them racist, you know what I'm saying? Well, we're not yeah. racist, but we can't call them prejudice. It's yeah. just that when you think back of all of these horror movies, there's always, always a white, dude. white lead. Always a white dude. It ain't even, it, half the time, only, well, I don't even, do they got a white woman? Jamie Lee Curtis? She wasn't a killer, though. Oh, well, no, no, well, I don't think he meant kill. He just said lead. Okay. Well, see, I, I'm thinking, I'm, like, when we talking about, because just because of the, the way he does his movies, I'm thinking, when you know what I'm saying, as far as, like, just the genre, now that you say it, it makes sense, because I'm thinking, like, um, the one dude was the lead in Get Out. Uh, Lupita was the lead in Us. Um, even though he didn't direct, he had some um he was like an advisor on Etabella with Janelle Monet. We talked about that great motherfucking movie. I mean like, yeah, I, I see what you're saying now. So yeah, I mean I agree. I agree one hundred percent. I mean I don't I don't see why it would be an issue for him not to, you know what I'm saying, do that. Like first and foremost, you know what I'm saying, like he he's a he's the director. He makes the movies he wants to make. If you don't like them, don't watch them. Exactly. Great response yeah. to that. But um, real quick, man, before we end this thing, man, I do want to say um, rest in peace to um, Thomas Jefferson Bird. You know what I'm saying? He just got uh, murdered not too long ago in Atlanta. If you don't know who Thomas Jefferson Bird is, um, he's, a, he's one of those actors who plays certain roles that they, they they're like minor roles, but he stands out so much because he does such a great job in them. Um, he was Luther the janitor and set it off. Um, he was the, uh, he was the boyfriend to the, to the, uh, white lady. And, um, he got game. He was in clockers. Uh, what else? Was he, he was in get on the bus. Uh, the Spike Lee joint, get on the bus. Yep. Uh, when get on the bus. Church, he uh, was in a, he was in a bus. Yeah, he was in a bunch of get on uh, Spike Lee joints. Yeah, and um, actually, he was he was in one of my favorite movies as well, man. He was in um, Bamboozle. You know, so another Spike Lee joint. 
But um, he he played a great role in Bamboozled. They got him doing this. Uh, <laughs> um, they got him doing this commercial, right? So, if any, if nobody has ever seen Bamboozled, if you are, um, if you are black, I suggest you go watch this movie. It's old as hell, but it's it's very very. Um, how can I say this? It's very insightful. That's what, that's the word I'm looking for. It's very insightful because um, it, it it has so many different points of views from Black people about what Blackness is and about Blackness and entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Just all kind of just diff- Blackness and just in, in society, just the culture of Blackness. So Ben Boozer is one of those movies that really touch deep. I think this is one of Spike Lee's best movies. But in the movie he's like an actor or whatever and he has this commercial for uh this drink called the 40 it's a 40 ounce malt liquor called the bomb if you ever if you get a chance go on youtube and look up the bomb commercial um that you can search the bomb bamboozle it'll, it'll show up but it's just it's it's funny but at the same time it's it's funny and it's poking fun at just the way that these corporations view us as, you know what I'm saying, people as, you know what I'm saying, like they, they don't, you know what I'm saying, they just do what's wrong. So if you ever get a chance, man, go check out Bamboozle, but most importantly, rest in peace to Thomas Jefferson Bird, man. Yes, sir, man. Glad glad you brought that up, man. Every time I think of him, all I can think of is when he would always say, uh, it was like get back to work, ladies and gentlemen. When he yeah. was gonna click, kill me every time. Every time he said it, man, they used to kill me. What was the yeah. What was the one part? What was the one part where he said something? He was like, uh, some, some, some of the employees are losing janitorial services. Or oh, he was. He, he was like, if you don't like too, working, because he he asked because girl asked him yeah. for a raise, well, a pay on uh. Like basically pay him early, pay her early, and she was like, "You told right. me you were gonna start paying me under the table." He was like, "Look, if you don't like working for Luther's general, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> straight yeah, up." Man, that was he was shit, like, man. And he was like, "Just shut." He was like, "Well, shut the fuck up and get back to work." <laughs> <laughs> Cleo was like, "You ain't have to talk to her like that, Luther." <laughs> Uh, man, he, yeah. Like I said, man, he just he got those small roles, man. But every time he on screen, man, he stands out, and that's just you know what I'm saying. Just a testament, man, to just how great of an actor he was. So you know what I'm saying. I just wanted to send our condolences. You know what I'm saying. As a movie podcast, as a film podcast, you know what I'm saying to him, man. I think that that's very important. Yes, but sir. uh, that's that's it, man. Well, we can wrap it. We can wrap it. Man. All right, so um. You guys can find me at Scoops Bronson on Twitter. You can find me at Scoops Bronson underscore TV on Instagram. And you can follow me on um, YouTube, Scoops Bronson TV. Yeah, man, you could go to uh, the Stolen Time Pod page on Instagram. Also, Foster 8 on Instagram. The Stolen Time Podcast page on, on Facebook and Please got man the, the 28 minutes or less uh podcast, man. It's on all major platforms. Um, you know, about to finish up the October Horror Fest. I got a big one here coming up soon. So just 
Stay tuned in, man. Yeah, sir, man. Um, so yeah, man, that's that's it, man. Make sure y'all subscribing uh to the podcast page if this is your first time listening. Um, if you are already listening and you you know, say so you've been listening for the episodes we've been putting out, please make sure you share it with somebody, man. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Make sure that you rate on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, man. So um yeah, man. Like they say in uh in Hollywood, man, it's a wrap. Cut.